Blog Talk Radio. What's up, partiers? What kind of night is it? What? Woo! What? Show me what they're doing. What? Brother. What? Ooh, yeah. Done. Am I doing an intro? I don't even know what show this is. How can I do the intro? This is the <laughs> Travis Show, end of the year episode. Oh, well, hello there, everyone. I <laughs> has it been a year? It's been five years, I think. Welcome aboard oh, the Fuzz and Travis Show. This is six years, brother. Six years. Six years. Five times. Five times. Six times. Six times. Six times. Bring back Hulk Hogan. We miss you and your racist ways, I suppose. Well, the rousing start to the episode. Uh, Jimmy Chianga. 2017, 2017 Jimmy Chianga. This is the uh, – we're wrapping up the sixth year uh, of the Fuzz and Travis show, at least on the interwebs. It actually goes back farther than that. Uh, everywhere else, uh, Nai no. and place like that, anywhere else we've exploded. Uh, so Don, you're doing okay. Uh, Fuzz, you, you, you're all right as well. I am wonderful as usual. Wonderful as usual, uh, as the huge. We're gonna be talking about the biggest moments uh, for each of us individually as the show, uh, 2016. And if we can figure out who won Caller of the Year last year, we'll go ahead and award that this year as well to keep the tradition going. Uh, We've kind of taken somewhat of the half of the year off as we've ventured into other areas uh, of the interwebs. Um, Travis, I I just want to go ahead and bring you the the first guest of 2017. Uh, so go ahead and make yourself known. The first guest of 2017, who is this and where are you calling from? It's Jamar from Stockton, California. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do I pull out all the stops or what? All the way over from the West Coast, from Calabama. And we've already got a nominee for the 2017 caller of the year. <laughs> Probably the only <laughs> nominee that we'll ever have. So, now, Jamar, you are in the land of liberals, as they say, aren't you? You know, I think that's a misconception. I think, um, <laughs> Jamar, you are I mean, in the land of conservatives, as they say, aren't you? Uh, you no, know, it's not that, but I mean, you know, areas in Stockton, like the Jamar, you are Valley living example. in the land of of liberals, as they say, aren't you? Make up your mind. I'm trying to explain to you that that California Jay is actually Mark, quite you more live diverse. In the land of the moderate, as they say, don't you? 
you know, I mean, if you want to lump California all together, fine. But, you know, I mean, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, sure. But Now, um, you live in Silicon Valley, is that correct? I do not live in the Silicon Valley. I live in the San Joaquin <laughs> Valley where most food that Americans eat comes from. So before they keep scapegoating California... Do the research. About eighty-four percent of your food comes from this state. So if you want to keep scapegoating us, you know we feed you, because the rest of you can't feed yourselves anymore. Please tell what, me you what, what is the name of your valley. What is the uh, name of San your Joaquin. valley? San Joaquin. San uh, Joaquin. Thank you for that. I just looked it up, and do you know what San Joaquin uh, translates into English? What? Silicon. You live in Silicon Valley. I do not live in Silicon Valley. You're not Valley. fooling me, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it, it translates to Saint Joaquin, whoever that is. Saint Silicon. Silicon Surely you can't be Valley. serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Jim, what's your opinion on uh, the movie Airplane? I I think that's a classic film, personally. Um, oh, have you ever gotten your take on on that movie? I mean, I think you know, I, it's it's probably been about ten years since I sat down and watched it, but definitely, uh, definitely my favorite uh, romp that uh, Leslie Nielsen ever took in a film. And um, who was who was Jamar in two thousand seven? Who was Jamar in 2007? Yeah, he said it's been about 10 years since he sat down and watched it. Who was Jamar in 2007? In 2007, Jamar was still a graduate student at Freed Hardman for the first half of the year and then at Harding Grad for the second half of the year. And I think uh, Megan and I didn't start dating, she's my wife now, of course, until uh, uh, April of 2007. So, I mean, that's kind of hard to say, too, but I think I was just somebody who was uh, trying to hang on and figure out what to do next because I'd gotten myself into a situation where, you know, I, if Freed Hardman could take my Bible major back, they would. And um, I'd let them if they would uh, forgive all my student loans. But, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, I'd kind of gotten myself into a situation where the kinds of churches that hire people that graduate from Freed Hardman wouldn't hire me. And um, the more progressive churches that probably would hire me were like, oh, you came from Freed Hartman, we're not even talking to you. <laughs> from mm. my cold, dead hands. Listen. Um, so, Jamar, now, I have a friend who's in a situation. I have a friend who's in a situation who um, went to a, uh, a one of those um, – those schools, like those tech schools, vocational schools, I guess you would call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the school goes out of business. Right. And so her degree is no longer uh, useful, but she still has to pay back the loans. I thought that when the school went out of business that uh, the loans were forgiven. Well, evidently out, not because out here, in, out here in California, we had that issue with uh, the Held Colleges. They were a subsidiary mm-hmm. of Corinthian. And, I, you know, I don't know if all their students I – because mean, the, the, 
The loan servicer ECMC, which I can't say enough bad things about them. I once had a really bad Me account. either. But the, the loan uh, servicer ECMC from Rancho Cordova, California, um, did this did – this, uh, Shout out to Rancho Cordova, uh, California High School, by the way. Fighting Aardvark. What's that? Did not know that. And I and I went to church in Rancho Cordova. Uh, but uh, well, you should know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. But uh, anyway, what ECMC did was that they went kind of behind the back because they're the they're the loan servicers, right? They went and purchased several of the campuses. So that, in fact, the campuses would not technically have gone out of business so that the people still had to pay their loans. Well, there you go. You know, I should have been allowed. You know, um, I I think every everyone who made that decision on the corporate level, I don't know, ought to have their citizenships revoked and walk the plank or something. <laughs> um all right, well, we're talking about 2016 here on the show. That's right. So let's talk about it, everybody. Don, Mateo, I want to start with you, man. Highlights or lowlights of the year, what you want to start with, what you got for us, what you think, and what's on your mind? Hmm, let's see. I'm guessing this is just a free-for-all. I can pretty much say what anything that was my favorite thing in in the year. And this is probably going to sound pretty pathetic then, but – uh Really, for me, the <laughs> film Doctor Strange, the film Doctor That's Strange, pathetic. I'm not ashamed of it. I loved it that much. One of the best things of my year. Don't ever give Fuzz the uh, the door to uh, rain on your parade, for he shall take it. Salt it down. <laughs> well, well, you know, I'm sure you guys can find some good stuff about the year. Pathetic. Yeah. You're all beautiful human well, beings to me. Being a nerd is uh is hard work. Somebody somebody has to do it. <laughs> is it really Indeed. sitting in front of your TV is hard work? Uh, Going out to the theater in a social situation? Yeah, it's my good. goodness. How dare I expect you to be around people? Put on shoes, clothes like real clothes. Go Bay. to the theater. Talk to the person. Order nails. the tickets. Yes, I'm seeing another comic book adaptation. Uh, yes, I'm paying this much money for it. My goodness. <sighs> how do you live with yourself? How do you how do you even stand yourself? How do you look yourself in the mirror, Don Mateo? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't use mirrors. <laughs> mirrors are for suckers. Well, everybody, it's 2017. Here people don't use mirrors. Mirrors anymore. are for suckers. Does that mean that you're a vampire? You can't see your reflection yeah. anyway. Okay. Everybody uses no. I've legit answered this. Everybody uses the camera on their phone. Everybody <laughs> uses this. <laughs> you just go out of the house all the time with your clothes mismatched and uh, your hair a mess. You know, that's what hipsters do these days, right? Hair a mess. That guy in a little coat. There he is. <laughs> Travis, do you have any uh, memories of 2016 that you want to shout out to? Who? Travis? <laughs> is it, 
Is it my turn? Oh, sorry. Uh, let's see, 2016. Um, well, there was always WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Dallas, Texas. WrestleMania. Showcase of the Immortals, sucker. For my birthday. Got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley, and Shawn Michaels can kick the snot out of them. New millennial wrestlers. Bunch of Don't lazy bums. Rock. Oh, From yeah. what I can gather of the WrestleMania experience, it involved you you guys in a small convention center meeting Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that was the end of it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> do you really need any more than that? Like, do, you, do you actually need to go to WrestleMania was, after you've done that? It, I mean, it, it was the perfect WrestleMania for a guy like me who doesn't watch very often. It was like everything I would want in a WrestleMania. I mean, Stone Cold didn't fight an actual match, which is kind of sad, but it had all the other parts. But I could see where it was a frustrating event to uh, people who were like invested. Um, but, you know, anytime you get me and Fuzz in a city away from anybody that would remotely talk me into any common sense, crazy things are about to happen. I would throw Evolve in there as well. That whole weekend, really, everything was pretty pretty sweet. Just a bunch of uh, wild men doing wild things. Happens Dallas stays in Dallas. Um, I would also throw in there the uh, the tournament in August that we went to. Uh, that oh, yeah, Phoenix City Invitational. John and I met you in Chattanooga. So, that's all that's that's like the way up. you say Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Chattanooga Choo Choo. Donnie Boy, say Chattanooga Choo Choo. Who? Sorry. Donnie, sorry. Boy. Donnie. Donnie Boy, say Chattanooga Choo Choo for me, would you? Chattanooga Choo Choo. I like it. Why am I saying this? Well, you're a redneck, so I have to keep you all in check and uh, have you say silly things at my whimsy. Yeah, so Doctor Strange was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it as well. You guys. You guys. Probably my favorite part of the Scenic City Invitational was us making fun of those guys sitting directly across the uh, ramp from us. That was a lot of fun. My goodness. They kept I forgot about those gentlemen. Making the uh, the uh, Hunger Games hand signal to their favorite wrestler, and that was just... <laughs> and they were all you know, like... gentlemen were getting... Quite worked up. Yes. I hope to get to go back next year. Oh, for sure. For sure. Jim, do you have any specific specific memories of uh, 2016 that you'd like to reflect on? Well, you know, a couple couple things. Uh, one, you know, I I, I I preach for a really cool church, and where members do things like 
um, win me uh, free tickets to uh, WWE house shows. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, sitting there, that happened back in August, and I leaned over to the guy sitting next to me. I said, you know that Mick Foley made his WWE debut at a house show in Stockton? And, um, no way. He said, he said no, uh But, yeah, you can Google it. It's true. It's true. It's true, as Kurt Angle would say. Um, so that was cool. I didn't really know no, a lot of the true. wrestlers, but, uh, you know, I uh, was impressed because, I, you know, I'd, I'd followed AJ Styles several years ago, so I was impressed to see him live, finally. Um, him around the parking and, lot of the IGA while he was getting to the grocery, is what you mean to say. <laughs> you creep. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, uh, the wife, Megan, for some reason, she's a big fan of Becky Lynch, and she was on the card that night, so that was... That was fun. But for me, probably the best memory is uh, this year is the first time I ever got to go down to Malibu for the Pepperdine lectures. And, um, you know, not only got to be uh, just, you know, in a, in a beautiful place, probably one of the most beautiful places in America, definitely, um, but got to hear guys like, uh, you know, famed New Testament scholar N.T. Wright and actually got to yeah. uh, sit in on a on a question and answer session with uh, New Testament right and kind of uh have a theology geek out. And uh a then um, you know in the passion. in the uh, in the downtime passion. <laughs> and uh, in the downtime passion. All right. Uh, in the downtime get to go and uh and uh put my feet in the Pacific Ocean and just chill out, eat fresh seafood. It was a wonderful week. In the specific the ocean. Of passion. <laughs> what was that, Don? A moment a of moment of pure man passion. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. And uh, oh, well, another another highlight of that that particular event was uh, got to uh, got to hear Ruby Bridges speak. She's the little girl who well, she's not a little girl now, but when she was a little girl, she. Uh, Desegregated the schools in um, Louisiana. Had to have uh, the U.S. Marshals actually bring her to school every day. Mm. And um, she's got a real, real powerful testimony. And and it's really cool to hear because she was really resilient. Like she didn't understand like what a big deal it was that she was doing. And you know. Um, the the first you know black kids who got to to go to you know kind of you know, regular public school um, had to take tests to get in, and she passed the test and her parents were so proud of her and she thought that the reason her parents were so proud of her is that she was so smart that she was going to go ahead and get to skip the rest of school and go off to college, yeah. and um, you know and then you know she didn't understand who these guys were who walked her to school every day that you know but to her you know it's kind of like I felt kind of special you <laughs> know these grown men walking me to school every day and she went to a classroom and the parents were so mad about this little african american girl being at school there that they that they were like we're going to take all our kids out of school and so this little girl actually had to have her own classroom with her own teacher and every day that school year she went into class and it was just her and that teacher. And, um, you know, uh, and, and like I said, at the, at the time, you know, she didn't, 
she didn't fully appreciate because she was, you know, six or seven years old, how important, you know, it was what she was doing. You know, she still had that kind of childhood innocence going on, and it was just a, it was a really neat story to hear. Don, would you say that you still have that uh, childhood innocence going on? Uh, I did. 2016 killed it. <laughs> Which leads me to my next favorite thing about 2016. Oh. Don't nice take me, bro! Yeah, that guy. What year was that? That was like 2010. Jamar, any specific memories of the Don't Taze Me Bro guy? Of what? The oh, Don't Taze Me Bro, bro guy. guy. Don't Taze Me Bro! I don't. I don't have any specific memories of of that particular individual. No. Don, do you? I found a uh, acoustic version of Voices, Randy Orton's theme song. Wouldn't that just be a cappella? Why wouldn't it be a cappella? It could be acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Just just have a just have an acoustic guitar playing the chords. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Buzz, are you going to ask me if I have any memories of? I'm working on it. I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to get past parsing Don's words. Uh, Travis, do you have any specific memories of anything at all? I just remember. I just remember him looking like I used to look when my dad was going to whip my butt with the belt. <laughs> just trying to get away. Just trying to get away from that that taser. You know, just trying to get away from that belt. I can just. Take some of the pain away. Now, do you guys remember pain. what he said when he got tased? Do you remember the exact words he said when he got tased? I do not. Anybody? You can speak Don, when you, you got tased? <laughs> I don't think he remembers. Don, you, Am I supposed to remember? He he. Uh, so the, the gentleman pulls the taser and uh, hits him with the taser, and he says, Ow! <laughs> As we are one to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably why he was saying. Uh, Don't take me, bro. I said, easy, big fella. Got another memory. <laughs> you ready? Ready? Go ahead. The How We Really Feel About Each Other video that was released just three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, featuring the Beach Boys. God only knows what I'd do, where I'd be without you. God only knows where I'd be without you. Our rendition. Sort of what you just heard, huh? Highlights. <laughs> it I, only you know, took me like six months to get that video done. That's okay. Personally, 2016 was the best year of my life. Boom. Oh. Don, how was your year? Did you have a good one? No, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Uh, 
uh, I made it through it. That's always a good year. Uh, you did make it through it. At, at every year, I, I wonder, you know, am I going to make it through this year? And I, I did. So, how, how bad? Can by you? the skin of your teeth, <laughs> but you were here. Flying by the skin of my teeth, which is very difficult. Flying by the skids in his underwear. <laughs> the enamel of my underwear. <laughs> the enamel had a question of your underpants. Early. Right, who has a question? Fuzz just railroaded me. So here's the question. Um, do you do you remember a guy by the name of Lee Marshall? Uh, oh yeah, he was AWA. He was an AWA ring announcer. He also was the LA ring announcer for WrestleMania. And in WCW, he was known as Stagger Lee. I think he died recently. Well, most importantly, he was the voice of Tony the Tiger. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. It's wild. You know, I know more about Lee Marshall than, than, you know, people should. Isn't that great? (laughs) Great. So what about what about Lee Marshall? Anything specific? Uh, we're not related. Number, number one, okay, uh, not related. Darn. That answers the number one question. And number two, uh, we just got through doing uh, an episode of the Monday Night March where we covered World War Three from 1996. And mm-hmm. in that pay-per-view, Lee Marshall gets assaulted. I don't know if accidentally or planned. Uh, while the 50-man battle royal is happening, the faces of fear, Ming and Barbarian, kick him in the chest and the head. And I told Fuzz on that episode that I could just see that happening to Jerry Marshall. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And what that brought to memory was was the one time we almost left you while we were out bug busting. Oh, goodness. Uh, that was that was awful. Um, and you jumped wait, in the which back time are you talking about? Because that happened more than once. There was there was the time um, that there was the time that I had my face painted like you know a skull kind of, and um, and I think Dooner was driving his truck. Yeah, yeah that would be the one. <laughs> okay, because there was also another time where I was wearing a scary clown mask, and uh, we caught two people. I don't know why I would wear disguises to book bus sometimes, um, but I, there were two people making out between those uh, storage units right off the back of campus. <laughs> yes, it was and, twice. Um, oh. And and I and what? It was twice. And, You're right. You're right. Go ahead. And um and you know you. I think you guys were like, you know, Jamar, you're not going to, like, get out and, like, kind of crouch down and then pop your head up on him. You know what I mean? Like, you, you guys were pulling that on me. Oh, you're not going to do it. And I did. And the guy jumped out of the car and put me in a headlock. <laughs> if we let you, we started to back out. <laughs> oh, Wait, this guy man. put you in a headlock because you, you, you caught him making out? Well, I was wearing a scary clown mask, and I jumped up on the the side of the car where his uh, lady friend was, and um, you know was like, ah! you know, making noises and stuff. And he he jumped out and ran around the back of the car and was quicker than I was, which is had to defend her honor because he was because he was fatter than I was. 
He just had to defend her honor. I guess so. A moment of pure man passion. <laughs> so but yes, more more than once I nearly got left behind, and I think actually that second time the the clown mask incident, I never went out again because I didn't trust you guys anymore. <laughs> I think so. Oh, the other one, the yeah. other one was at Memory Lane, and we were parked yes, up on the was. hill, and they started chasing us. You guys told me we're all running, and it was not; it was the county. You were in flip flops, and so you fell behind, and we're all in the car trying to fix it to go, and we just see you, and you're like, you better not leave me, you better not leave me, and I think we even began to move forward, and you just jump into the bed of the truck, and Tudor yep. slams on the brakes, and you slide all the way to the cab. I did well, and the th- and the like, thing was, I could see the I could see that that vehicle coming down behind us. Because I yelled, "Stop, Dooner! Stop!" And he stops, and I and I and I jump in, and and then you know I'm like, "Go, Dooner, go!" And like, because he just sat there for like three seconds. And like once I got in, and I'm like, "I, I want nothing to do with these people." <laughs> I want nothing to do with these. Of people. Of course. Which is something well, that what? unfortunately Jamar's relatives probably said in the '60s. I I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> So, you know, but that's, but that's, that's, well, when I say I want nothing to do with these people, I'm not talking about all the Zeta people who nearly left me behind. I'm talking about the fact that every last one of them was like, oh, oh no, really they're freedies. I saw a free sticker. Oh, my gosh. This took a weird turn. And, um, you know, but no, it was, uh, it was townies. Oh, townies. Whew. I thought you were. Anyway, you know, I looked it up here on cagematch.net, Jamar, and it looks as though Mankind uh, debuted against Aldo Montoya in San Bernardino, California. Well, then he told a fib because in, um, what was that first book that he wrote? Um, you know, the Holy one is good. 90. Have a nice no, day. There was, there was one before, Have a Nice Day. Yeah, and have a nice day. I, as I recall, he claimed that that he started in uh, Stockton. So he, it, which granted, you know, he might have been in Stockton the next night, and his memory failed him, which with as many concussions as he's had, that that may very well be the case. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because uh, his next match was the same night in San Bernardino, California, but he did not wrestle for the World Wrestling Federation for another month when he returned to San Diego, California. I I don't know. I'm just saying I am reporting what, what Foley himself said. Your story said doesn't add up. Well, I'll be flat on the carpet. Bad state of affairs. Bad if anybody's wondering, uh, Fatu and uh, Mankind fought to a no contest on uh, Superstars episode number 501 from Des Moines, Iowa. That's on April 30th, 1996. No contest versus Fatu. I didn't know Fatu was still around. Do you mean, is that Rikishi? 
that I believe yes was Rikishi. Okay, because you know there was Samu and Fatu, and then there was Rikishi Fatu. So and who did he do it for? The people. What's that? He did it for (laughs) the run. He did it for the people. Uh, one of my personal highlights of 2016 was, of course, you know, the beard. I like it. Thank you. Always a good highlight. Yep. I've kept I'll let mine get to epic proportions well. and shaved it off. Uh. In fact, for Christmas, Whitney got me beard balm, which I've used That's twice. That's great stuff, isn't it? So, I feel like a man. It is good stuff. What brand did she get Sponsored you? Sponsored by Jamar. What brand of beard balm did she get you? I don't know. It's got a, uh, looks like an Amish gown on the top. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um... Another highlight of 2016 was, first of all, Fuzz coming up with the new Fuzz and Travis show theme, which was featured at the first of this episode. And then, of course, me putting it to video format of Peyton Ezel dancing to Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Mean Gene Oakland, also Ric Flair making uh, personal appearances in such video, which I'm sharing to Facebook.com backslash Buzz and Travis as we speak. Nice. Do what I can. I do what I can. Travis, uh, would you do what you can for me? <clears throat> Work it out for you, boss. Anybody else so got any guys uh, ring in? specific memories of uh, 2016 that they'd like to highlight? Well, we're, we're still talking National about the, the, the high spots, the good stuff, right? I mean, we haven't even gotten to the crummy stuff. Uh, one of my personal highlights was um, that old bag of bones, uh, Debbie Reynolds finally kicking the bucket. Thank goodness. About time. Well, Fuzz, that's... I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What? An old bag of bones like you wouldn't last 100 yards of river. What a way to spend (laughs) your last day on Earth, though, mourning the uh, death of your daughter. Like, my goodness. (sighs) Yep. Should I do the intro now? Right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we, before we get negative, before we go negative, um, I just want to give a shout out uh, to the sign. Probably as as little of shows as we did in 2016, taking most of the half of the latter half of the year off, the sign made it everywhere. Made it out to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, upside mm-hmm. down, driving people crazy. Man, people hate that. People hate 
the sign being upside down. Like I didn't know we could cause such aggression. Uh, and then, of course, making its NXT debut on uh, on the network. So, shout out to the sign. Oh, here, here's a memory I enjoyed. Here's a memory I enjoyed from 2016. I uh, I did something in 2016 that I think probably no one else has ever done. Uh, you guys know I like to to go on my on my TS3 and um, make those creator wrestlers. And uh, yep. I made a dangerous Doug Gilbert creator oh. this year. Thank you. Be still, my heart. Tearing it up. That may be my favorite. That may be my favorite. Uh, favorite creator wrestle you've ever made. Then, Dangerous Doug. Yeah, I made Dangerous Doug, and uh, you know, uh, because I, I the first one that I that I made when I got a PS3 was uh, was Eddie Gilbert. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt like, well, I need Doug to go with him. Oh, of course. And um. You know, uh, so I, I made a I made a Doug Gilbert with his uh, geometric tights. You know those tights he has. It looks they've got everlasting gobstoppers from Willy Wonka all over them. Um, Did you make a uh, Tommy Gilbert as well? No, I didn't. Um, I, I kind of fell down because I got really busy, and I've kind of fallen down on the job of making creator wrestlers. Uh, I did a little batch here recently where I'd done uh, Baron Von Raschke and Iceman Keen Parsons. Who is this? Parsons. The St. Louis guy like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really – I'm going to get rid of King Parsons. I'm not, I'm not happy with the results because they don't have the right kind of hair. And the problem is without that really distinctive hair, you know, to me – you know, because they've got like the they've got more like cornrows. They don't have those like weird like mohawk with braids that he had, and um, yeah. and so like, I just realized when you know I was looking back at it, I'm like, you know, if you just put the cornrows on him, you know, he looks like the Godfather. You know, Jim, I, I always kind of thought that you resembled uh, uh, the Godfather, Charles Charles uh, Wright. You thought that I resembled Charles Wright? Maybe just a little. You know, you're both bald. Um, I was about to say, he's like a seven-foot-tall, muscular black man who's covered in tattoos. You're both seven-foot, muscular black men covered in tattoos. Um, Get on So, really, you know, I mean, you guys are pretty much just twins. No, you know know what wrestler I've actually always been told that I look like is Joe LaDuke. Like a a mini Joe LaDuke. Alex the Pug Porto. I look nothing like Alex the Pug Porto. I always thought, but you, you know, always thought, I always but thought you do know Pug who Porto, Alex the Pug Porto is. I do. I remember when he wrestled um, in the late '80s and early '90s in uh, Dallas, and he was a face, you know, and all the fans loved him. But eventually, he turned heel and joined um, Skandor Akbar's Devastation Incorporated. Okay, and. Uh, then, then after Dallas just totally died, he, I think he didn't he go and and work as a jobber for the big leagues for a bit. Alex Porto, he was he was, like, uh, he, he was a J bro in uh, WWF in '96. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, like we get another call. Wasn't... Oh, we got we got more callers. I hope it's I hope it's I hope it's Alex Porto coming to like you know calling to. <laughs> callers, five six area code. Is this Alex the Pug Porto calling to defend yourself? How did you know? It's not. <laughs> that doesn't sound. That doesn't sound like Pug Porto. <laughs> Pug Porto uh, is. Um, of course, part of the trans community now. So. Oh, okay. Welcome he's, to he's Alexis part, he's the, Porto. He's the T part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Correct. So, welcome to the show, um, Alexis Porto. Alexis uh, the Poodle Porto. Stay <laughs> out of my bathroom. <laughs> Only North Carolina. Well, uh, no, everybody, I, I, I can't here's carry Laura. on with this bit. <laughs> Here, here's Laura Kobe, everybody. Uh, hashtag formerly yeah. the world's coolest teenager. Oh man, I sure was. Bummer. You sure were. <laughs> now, now, how old are you? Like twenty, twenty, uh, twenty. Two. Twenty-two. Twenty. Yep. That is it. The ripe old I age made it. of twenty-two. You realize you're on a podcast with people who are at least eight years older than you. Yeah, yeah, I uh, figured that one out. Minimum. Um, minimum. Back when. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum huh. second grade. Minimum. Isn't that fun? Well, how about that? I'm so grown up, Laura, and I don't like it. You do. What? I don't like it. What did I do? You he sounds so grown up, and oh. I don't like it. Not I don't know. Good. I've had a a deep voice my entire life. I don't really I don't really know. <laughs> One time when she's I been was, smoking since she was three. Yes. There you go. Well, that's a terrible habit. I'm trying. Non to non non filtered lucky strikes. Who's gonna smoke it? Did y'all see what happened in California this morning? First day of the year, and people have already uh, taken the vandalism. Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> I have not. The Hollywood. The Hollywood uh, <laughs> sign. Y'all see that? Oh, I did see that. Hollywood sign gets the munchies. Saying Hollyweed. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like, it's not. But a little bit. Too funny. You're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's legal. You know, recreational, you know. There's going to be a lot of yeah, well, see, medicinal. Of medicinal, it's been legal for you know 20 years. Yeah. Um, now you're going to have a lot of art being made and a lot of cookies being eaten. Mm. Yep. And I could go for some cookies. Mm. Eat those medicinal cookies from uh, Stockton, California. Say, Laura, highlight of 2016. Hey. Give it to us right now. Oh, there were so few. Stop it. You're still alive. Um, what? I am still alive. That's good. Um, wow. You come back to me on that one. I I, I got nothing. <laughs> this is a little bad year. All right. You know, I feel like I kind of had a run of a few bad years in a row, and uh, if if it takes. Uh, 
everybody else in the world just having just a real crappy year for me to have a great year again in 2017, well, that's a sacrifice that I'm willing for you guys. Well, I will say that for me, 2016 is the second worst year uh, overall. I mean, there were a lot of great things happening personally. There were also some crummy things happening personally, but a year itself has not bummed me out like 2016 since 1999. You are a smelly pirate hooker. So what you're saying is the last time you uh, were this bummed out was when you lost your uh, savings in the dot-com bubble. Uh, Yeah, that happened, and that was also the year that I lost my hair and got fat. And, of course, let's not even mention Y2K. Yeah, and and every <laughs> and every and every time and every time I turned around, like the only music on the radio was was uh, was Creed or Smash Mouth or Sugar Ray, it was just terrible. You know, uh, guys, Jaymar confided in me that um, probably the most embarrassing thing that happened to him in 1999 was his New Year's Eve party that he hosted under the uh, banner of the Millennium Party. Which of course nobody attended because the millennium did not start until two thousand and one. Yeah. Gotta know that. Yeah. Got to know. Come on, Jamar. Come on, Jamar. There's no year zero. Um twenty sixteen, uh got some good news before twenty sixteen ended. Uh, System of a Down is planning on a new album. So that's cool. There, there you go. Uh, uh, now take this how you will. Uh, no pun intended, but you know, Viola is throwing around some music these days of possibly, uh, you know, I don't know if any performances. It may be all over the internet. But there is a renewed hope for all of these Star Wars people out there that some new music might be coming down the pipeline. No promises, obviously. Um, but, Travis, you know, I think Metallica. I have a good idea. Oh no! Oh, oh no! My idea or Metallica? All right. So uh, I say there should be a performance, and um, it should be. At one Bennett Morgan's um, uh, variety show that he takes part in once a month in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just going to leave it there. Gonna keep it on the table. Do we get to throw stuff at Bennett? Obviously. Yes. I'm signing this up right now. What a great mentor you are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura, the advocate. Definitely a I'm only an advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying as far as Viola's concerned. I'm only an advocate right now, but but things are moving in the <laughs> right direction. Metallica had a good album, from what I hear. I haven't heard it yet, but uh, you guys have told me that Metallica's album was good, so check it out. Probably the best Metallica album since uh, 1988. In my opinion, uh, unless you're one of those black no members of people. Led Zeppelin died in 2016. Mm. No members That's of good. Led Zeppelin. You 
Willie Nelson. Julie hey, Andrews Betty is still here. Betty White made it. Yep. Yep. Who's like still said, here? Willie, yeah, Willie, Willie Nelson survived. And because after everything else, you know, I, I rocked the last couple of days of 2016 saying keep your sinful hands off of Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan because you already took uh, Merle Haggard and Guy Clark from us. So I was, you know, I was kind of hot about that. Leonard you Cohen. Yeah. Not to me. I, I still don't like to talk about Leonard Cohen's passing. That's been rough on me. Prince. That's been rough on me too, man. I I pulled I pulled out an acoustic guitar and did an extended jam on When Doves Cried and Purple Rain. <laughs> you know what movie was a lot like uh, Purple Rain? What? Purple Rain. Weird Al's UHF, except it was intentionally funny. <laughs> Any interesting Jay New Year's resolution? Jamar, I'll never forget the Bradley Dupree Music Festival when you played When Doves Cry Acoustically and uh, it's just awesome. Well, you know, I, and, yeah, doves, I, I, and doves cried that day, people. <laughs> well, you know, I did. I did that because I, you know, my thought was people would never believe that you could do when doves cry acoustic. And yeah. um, you know, when I, when I played that music festival, I don't think anybody knew how to take me because I came out there barefoot, burning incense, and playing acoustic covers of Prince. <laughs> now, Jim, <laughs> what's changed. your favorite flavor of incense? Nong Champa. Try that. What do you say to those? Sounds that like a bunch of poop. Is, is we say to those that say incense is very um, bad for your health. Um, I'd say it depends on what kind you burn. I mean, one of the things that that uh, that Nog Champa actually does, if you're in a if you're in kind of a humid environment, um. It actually. Uh, well, I live in I live in uh, I live in the Amazon rainforest, so well, you can say I live in a you know, environment. Continue. Uh, Nog Champa actually will wick some of that moisture out as it burns, and um, you know it's actually got some healing properties. Of course, I tend to burn cones more than sticks these days, so mm-hmm. I mean that eliminates that eliminates you know your your wood smoke from the equation. But, and, uh, and why why do you burn the cones? Uh, I like them better. Um, they, you, you get candles? more candles are not so they're, they're not strong enough for me. So you're prejudiced against sticks then? <laughs> yes, I'm prejudiced shouldn't, against sticks. Shouldn't shouldn't the sticks have the same rights as cones? I think you're being silly. Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, if you have if you have asthma, don't don't burn incense. But I mean, Travis, what kind of incense do you burn? Well, I burn. Well, first of all, I have also, an idea. What's in your if we ever bring this show back, if we ever bring this show back to full fruition, like on a weekly basis, we need a Jmar random fact of the week. And where he All right, Domate, I'll ask like you, this. what's in your purse? Uh, in my purse, I have a collection of fresh soaps and candies. 
the candies <laughs> are on rotation between four different varieties uh, with without fail. So uh, I don't I'd like to like get to bored think with that candies. you get those candies and soaps uh, confused, and then you'll just be walking through the mall, and you'll <laughs> dig into your purse and take a big bite of soap. Okay, uh, well, you guys, know, guys, you just, whatever you gets just me reminded me of a great California moment uh, saying that. Uh, a couple months back, Megan and I, the wife and I, were in a Whole Foods in uh, Folsom, California, Folsom Prison. With famous. Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. <laughs> and um, this guy, there, there are these bath bombs, you know, the little round things go in the bath and make it smell good and all that stuff. And this Probably guy is made just, by Muslims, if you catch my drift. <laughs> and this guy is this guy is really like like getting on to this lady who works this poor lady who works at Whole Foods. And he's like, you know, these really ought to be marked. She's poor because we don't have a $15 minimum wage. Continue. Um, he's like, these really ought to be marked because somebody might think that this is a jawbreaker or some kind of big candy and put them in their mouth. And uh, then Megan and I, we went around the corner after we stood there trying really hard not to laugh, and we realized that every basket said what they were. You know, they're bath bombs, and here's the scent. And what he was on about was that each one of them was not individually wrapped with a with a with a label about what it was, and I'm like, that's you know, that's only in California. <laughs> yeah, so 2016 was a rough year. Bath bombs and such. I'm sure that every year is a rough year for that guy. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't when another guy lives. Another highlight from 2016 was the Bombcat, or at least a highlight for me, where I got to play the opening line from Bomb Track on Bingle Greg, which I happen to also have a video of, which I'm posting now. Woo! Laura <laughs> Kobe, did you find any uh, redeeming qualities to 2016 yet? Oh, very few. Um, none of them <laughs> have to do with me. They just have to do with my friend's success, which is good, I guess. Um, which is good, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It doesn't yeah. have to do with me, but oh. I guess it's fine. <laughs> like, Mor- like Morrissey saying, we hate it when our friends become successful. That's not true at all. Yeah. You just I'm, I'm pretty Smith excited. Morrison. No, Morrissey. He, he's the the, uh-huh. he's the whiny British chap who's being who's saying. I've British got my Smith. eye on you. I've got my eye on you. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I got uh, my ear on you. Ooh. Um. My one of my best friends uh, became Hamilton in Broadway's Hamilton. Uh, at least once a week. So that's cool. And. So is he part of the cast that called out uh, Mike Pence? Um, I mean, he's part of the cast, yeah. Ooh. Was he, in fact, the guy that called out Mike Pence? He was Aaron <laughs> Burr. Uh, he was Aaron the Burr. Aaron Burr. The, the guy who plays Aaron Burr. <laughs> Aaron Burr. But it was a... A group effort. Just reference a uh, commercial where a man whose mouth is full of food says Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. 
Eando. <laughs> Just for the record, we're not making fun of someone with a speech impediment. You know, the guy. I think it was. I a, am. A I am absolutely. Thing. I am. Don't speak for me, Jamar. Do not speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> you would. I would. I don't respect people with speech impediments. I'm, I'll put it out there. I respect them. All right. Now, uh, Lord Kobe, I'm glad you brought up uh, Broadway because Don and I, of course, wrote our uh, our Broadway uh, play, La Cocina. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking the Federalist well, I mean, Papers. That makes sense. It, make that into a it Broadway show. It wasn't Broadway. It was off off Broadway, but I mean. Way off Broadway. So, uh, you know, what's, the, what's the plot? Well, uh, you see, Don can tell you about that. <laughs> well, to be correct, it's the it's Broadway Street, uh, First Baptist Church in Florence, Alabama. Uh, not quite as well known. <laughs> the plot is La Cocina. But, yeah. No, that's the name. It's the plot. That's the name is La Cocina. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I actually don't know what he's talking about. I know it's a vague reference to Seinfeld. I don't recall what the plot is about. Once again, you guys are trying to leave me out of the story here. I know the plot. The plot is one young Bennett Morgan, around the age of eight or nine years old, coached into dancing for a frosty Aww. at Wendy's. Actually, uh, that's not true. It's about a. Uh... A man whose wife has a bucket. Anyway, uh, I don't remember how the rest of the story goes. Yeah, sure you do. My crypt's night. <laughs> I have uh, so Bennett Morgan joined my theater honor society at Alabama, and I have sufficiently cyber bullied him throughout the whole process, which has been oh, well, we're very proud of you one of the highlights of 2016. Yes. One of your highlights in 2016 was that you were able to cyberbully a uh, a nice young man over the internet. This is one of your highlights. Oh, absolutely. How was the last collection of the alt right? Did you enjoy yours of? Uh, I'd like to something to you all. The, uh, the other day when I was at work, I uh, was listening to. Sirius XM radio on the Sirius XM app to plug for you guys. And uh, I'm flipping through the channels, and I'm like, I'm going to listen to a little talk radio. And so I decided <laughs> to I decided to just flip on Breitbart radio just to see how long I could last. Oh, gosh. <laughs> About maybe 10 minutes, and it was bru- a brutal 10 minutes. <laughs> and by the end, I just, like, pulled my earbuds, and I was like, okay, just admit it, you all are racist. Just admit it, you hate, you hate people of color. Just say it. Why are you pretending? What radio station is this? Breitbart. Well, you know, people in people in California don't understand people in the South, just like people in the South don't stand under, you know, understand people in California. And you're done. You know, right. I, I I try to explain that, like, okay, there's this thing we call the New South, which means that you can't actually like you know, walk around in public in your KKK uniforms anymore and you use all the right language in public. But, you know, I I do have to say I was kind of I was kinda of shocked 
when, you know, really conservative people that we went to FHU with were were up in arms about Donald Trump kind of not being conservative enough for them and, and being appalled by things he was saying. I said, he's not saying anything in public that I never heard guys say in Farrell Hall in private. That's my take. He, he said the name. Uh, you guys have a good night. Happy 2017. I'm kidding. We're good. Okay. <laughs> the show would only well, go up from there, anyways. So. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll I'll refrain from mentioning him again. When no, 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 you're fine. I'm about, only I'm only about, playing. I'm playing. When Fuzz told me I got to talk about 2016, I I thought he was uh, inviting me to come and give a uh, well a clean Jim Cornette style rant. <laughs> <laughs> Is there such a thing? <laughs> I mean, like I said, guys, I have a, a lot question. of I, I do I do have a question. Okay, and I'm going to ask this, and I want you guys to tell me because I need to come clean somehow, some way, because I do live in Tennessee, and most people just assume I'm a racist. So how do we fix it? How do I finally get forgiveness for being from the South? And obviously I don't think you guys think I'm a racist. Maybe you do. I don't know. But how do we just come clean? Yeah, just apologize for the rest of all eternity uh, do I make it okay? I mean, I don't really know. If I come out and say, oh, I'm just owning it, then am I punished for eternity? <laughs> Is there a way from out from under it? Do we just assume forever and ever and ever that from the South, therefore, there's no hope whatsoever of me ever not being a racist? Is there hope? Well, you know, unfortunately, I think one of the one of the things that really comes into play that a lot of people have not understood in the concept of racial reconciliation. Jamar, 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 Jamar. The answer is no, Travis. There's nothing you can do. That is not <laughs> the answer because I'm an optimist. Well, I'm not an optimist, but I am a prisoner of hope. And... But no, seriously. Like I thought you were wanting a serious. No, seriously. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really, Travis. I thought you wanted a serious answer. Let the man sure, answer. Give me one. Let the man answer. answer. There, you know, a a lot of people are of the opinion, and I get this. They're like, well, look, you know, I never personally, you know, um you know, set dogs and fire hoses on innocent black people who just wanted to eat at the same lunch counter with me, you know. They were packed and in all, and, and and did yeah, and did all and did all that stuff. That you that reminds me of a I'm gonna go on a side road if I don't catch myself, but I gotta tell you a funny story later. It's it. a wrestling story. But anyway, <laughs> um it's a wrestling story from Boaz, Alabama. It's a great one. But um Ooh. Any, anyway, the, the the plain and simple fact of the matter is, is I think a lot of a lot of of um, you know kind of white people they they think a that like racism is something that only exists if you personally are, you know I'm I'm doing these bad things personally to people of color or whatever, and I think there's a precedent that exists um, in in even in scripture, like in the book of in the book of, D, of Nehemiah. You know, the people confess um, the sins of their ancestors. And I think there's something that is incredibly healing about that, and, and there's a lot of resistance to that. And I think, so, too— just, So my next question is this. 
not to get overly political, because obviously the Democrats have done a really good job, because like nobody, you know, like last last summer the flag, which I could give a rip about the rebel flag, but that's a symbolism of the Confederacy and to a lot of people slavery. Well, the Democrats were the party of slavery, and they've done a tremendous job. And I don't, you know, I want to get away from that. And I don't want to be known as a racist or whatever, and so I'm just asking, you know, how in the world is the Democrat donkey not a symbol of racism if the flag still is, which, you know, whatever. But I'm just wondering because I, you know, I, I don't I, – I You know, for, for I don't me, see how I, I can get out I guess for, for me, the irony of the Confederate flag is – I mean, it's the, it's the, you know, it's the meme irony, but it's the – you know, the the people who are now saying, oh, you know, you guys lost the election, get over it, you know, are the same people who rally around the Confederate flag, a lot, by and large. Well, not necessarily. You know, <laughs> I mean, not, not necessarily, but I mean, it, you know, at the same time, I think one of the things that did happen, and I think from a historical perspective, you can't deny this, is that hate groups did adopt the confederate flag as their symbol and i also think that uh i mean i mean i know we did it here on the show what we adopted the (laughs) the the flag as a symbol here on the show i've always wanted to i've always wanted to do something subversive with the confederate flag like have a confederate flag in pan-african colors you know red gold and green i just want to wipe my butt with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but I think I mean I will say this Travis The questions that you're asking are good questions And I think that they That they prove that the issues You know kind of around this are complicated And that there aren't Simple answers And I think we live in a culture And we live in a society That's always demanding these fast Simple answers And that's not real life and, and how dare black people demand do have, rights in 2017? You know? I mean, where, who do they think they are demanding equal rights? Come on. Who's that? Minorities, people of color, you know, <laughs> disabled. What, what, well, who do they I, think here's, they are? Here's, a, here's, here's another. Yeah, what's new? Always, always looking for a handout, huh? Guys want equal treatment. I got it. Here, well, and you, but you know, I know you're being ironic, Buzz. But you know, the thing is, is here's another thing that that, that kind of highlights: we live in a culture where people assume that if some people are getting more rights, then I'm having less. And you know, and and I think that that cuts a lot of different ways. Like any anytime you have a controversy, and you know, there's one group that's saying, you know, hey, you know, equal rights, and there's another group who's saying, ah, you know. That it's ridiculous that because I think in 2017 yeah. that there's plenty of rice to go around. We can all have a bowl of rice when we want. To. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's equal thing, bowls it? It of rice for everybody. Equal rice. It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have to be a zero sum game. Like I don't I don't think that any group has to give up rights for somebody else to have theirs. I think that we all have to understand the difference between what's a right and what's a privilege. And we also should understand that when we talk about rights, 
um, a right is really something that serves a need. And what I mean by that is that, I mean, here in America, supposedly, we have rights government protected to free speech, freedom of the press, things like that. Well, those serve a greater need, right? The right is not the thing in and of itself. And I think right. a lot I didn't of say people, what I need to say. Freedom of the speech, uh, freedom of of the press. Uh, I have the freedom to iron my clothes. Uh, freedom. What's the third? Uh, what's the third <laughs> amendment? The third amendment. I you don't, don't remember. Even know the third amendment. Do you know the Third Amendment, Tommy? Of course I do. All right, tell me what the Third Amendment is, then. Third Amendment is it places restrictions on quartering of soldiers in private homes. Oh, yes, that one. Why did I think that was part of the Fourth? No, you're right. That is the Third. Yeah, um, because uh, the Fourth prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures. Duh. Everybody, well, we're running out of time, so uh, what I'd like to do is um, just go around one more time. You can give your uh, final goodbyes, everybody, to 2016. Um, Jamar, we'll start with you. 2016, you were a dumpster fire, and we all just stood there <laughs> stoking you and didn't even try to put you out and then complained about the smoke all there. All right, Uh-oh. Toby, what you got for us? 2016. Smell you later. <laughs> Donnie boy? Deuces. Flux appeal. Two things. Number one, I need a... Uh, the sound clip of Jamar saying, 2016, you're a dumpster fire. <laughs> and, and number two, uh, number two, I thought it was a great <laughs> year. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It was a phenomenal year, 2016. Roll Tide, national champion, going to do it again. Buzz, I missed you. 2016, all I have to say to, to you is. Twenty sixteen all I have to say to you is uh go ahead and be just the same next year because I love just about every minute of you. I mean let's think about the highlights here, guys. I mean got a new president, huh? That's exciting, huh? <laughs> probably gonna have a lot less probably probably gonna, probably gonna have a lot less freedoms and and things of that nature. A lot of war probably being going on, but hey, you know, new president. So Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah, Sami Zayn. He's going to be oh, executive producing. He's uh, going to be executive fan, producing The president. Apprentice. <laughs> a, a fancy president with special hair. Guys, we could have had somebody with uh, 40-some-odd years of political experience, but instead we got a guy who was on The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have the first president who's ever taken a stone-cold stunner. Guys, we could have had... The very first woman as president. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, uh, we could have had a woman as president. Instead, 
We said no. I'll take the orange guy. I don't. Know. I know she'll be bad, but I don't know what he could do. This could be really bad. I just don't understand if you're a bazillionaire, why can you not afford a better fake tan? All right, because I don't think he actually has any money. I mean, bum, bum, you know, bum. it looks. It, you you know you know those goldfish crackers that are flavor blasted, so kind of like Cheetos, you get the crust all over your hands. I feel like he gets up yeah. every morning and he like stands in something that flavor blasts him. They're like, if you get too close to Donald Trump, he smells of cheddar cheese. By the way, before we close out, uh, Reba Little Caller of the Year, Jeremy Marshall, everybody. All right. Oh, hey. Jeremy Marshall. J-Mar. What do I win? <laughs> this? Well, nothing. <laughs> That's enough. Hey, it's good right. talking to all you folks. Beautiful. Wonderful. Wonderful and beautiful. 2017, we're ready to rock your face off. Buzz, you got anything else? Yeah, the Eighth Amendment to the bill, uh, to the uh, Constitution, prohibits the federal government from imposing excessive bail, excessive fines, or cruel and unusual punishment. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.